We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello everyone, welcome back to Rotoviz Overtime on Rotoviz Radio, brought to you by Untucket and MyBookie. My name is Colin Kelly, you can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. As usually I'm joined by my co-host Mr. Sean Siegel. Uh, unfortunately today's show, which we recorded a short time ago, uh, some issues with those download files. So for the moment it is myself, uh, Colin Kelly, who is here to bring you today's show. What I will be doing is running through some of the topics we did discuss and using the audio um, from my side that was able um, to be salvaged. Unfortunately, Sean's audio uh, got corrupted, so the main part of the show, Mr. Sean Siegel, will not unfortunately be on this edition, but we should have a lot of good stuff to, to keep you going as we look back at this past week and look ahead to uh, next week, rest of season, but it will just be my thoughts that will be given on those. So if you are listening to parts of the show and it seems, yeah, Colm's saying that Sean has said something or he's agreeing with something, uh, although I have edited it to the best of my ability, there may be some sections that are still left in there like that, but hopefully you did enjoy the last week, week 11 of the NFL season. Uh, enjoyed it quite a bit myself, had quite a few players that we're able to have success and i'll be talking about those in a few moments but it's always uh, good those weeks that go nice and smooth with a couple of weeks that didn't go all that great but hopefully it was a success for you when you look through the guys that really had off this week a lot of guys in there that you know i have in a lot of my roster so one of my better weeks of the season uh, so far as well guys like john brown you know uh, you also have uh, our boy there uh, digsy uh, going off um, in that second half for the minnesota vikings uh, so quite quite a good week all around and it's always uh, balancing those good weeks with the the tougher weeks uh, i think it was week seven we had a very difficult week that week so uh this week much much better so we're going to talk a lot about that in today's show about what happened 
happened in week 11 some of the expected points and who has overperformed those expectations who maybe has underperformed talk a little bit about the running backfields uh, as the season has progressed here later on in the show too and we'll be looking down through sean's most recent article on the site as well so lots of good stuff to get into on today's show before we get into that i just want to let you know as always about rotoviz patreon obviously we're very close to that fantasy playoffs gain exclusive access to rotoviz radio slack where you can ask questions and gain league winning advice from many of the podcasts and writing team that is available at patreon.com forward slash rotoviz radio patreon start from just six dollars per month and it's a lot of fun getting in there and interacting with all our loyal listeners and you can also get that loyal podcast discount for 10 percent off a rotoviz nfl pass right now available through the nfl podcast homepage which is rotoviz.com forward slash podcast you can also sign up for the 2020 season get your 10 percent discount off of that as well and get ready for 2020 it is you know one of those times of the year where the off season is almost here some teams are looking ahead to what they can do to build those dynasty rosters for next year and it's never too early to get your foot up on the opposition that is available once again at rotaviz.com forward slash podcast looking at some of the uh, things that stood out in blair's recent piece up on the side one of my favorite pieces to read every week it's an early week look back at the previous week gives you good insight into what we can possibly expect moving forward he talks about not surprising breakouts and new career highs and what to expect uh, after week 11 based on those expected points some very interesting players to look at here we've talked about dj Moore a lot on the show since well, pretty much since he came into the nfl based on some of the metrics that we'd like to look at at rotavis a big game for him this past week um, you know another player who had a big game is his teammate uh run cmc in terms of christian mccaffrey and the team really didn't put up a huge amount of points in terms of scoreboard but uh, in terms of fantasy points uh, mccaffrey and dj moore having pretty efficient days and uh, dj moore finishing the game with 15 targets um, and so a very very uh, high output for him from that perspective uh, ranking pretty well across the board in terms of positional ranks on the season sixth in targets fifth in receptions uh, 12th in receiving yards the area where he really falls down is total touchdown 72nd at the wide receiver position so that is the real one that he falls down in, and the other one is fantasy points over expectation but again being tied a little bit to that uh, touchdown stat uh, he is 137th at the position so that's where another area where he, he really does fall down but a player who has uh, really had a very successful run here and we've talked about him a couple of times in the show and that is dj chark uh, he had a big big week again this past week he had 23 expected points not a career high and neither was his 30.4 ppr points but uh, his breakout season continues to go i've mentioned a few times he just continues to break out even though we think he's already broken out he is the wide receiver five on the season it's tied for the league lead in touchdowns across you know basically uh, all metrics is uh, top kind of 15 uh, the only one is expected points per game where he is 19th so pretty pretty solid across the board there when we look at his breakdown but a second round pick last year and was one of the leaders in the the road of his freak scores um when he came out uh, into the league um you know it can be hard to predict touchdown potential but that is one that does really help with that metric blair has moved him up to number 13 in his dynasty rankings at the wide receiver position very very strong written i would say after this past week 
Um, you know, I probably have them in the range of kind of 14, 16-ish up to anywhere from 20 to 24 would be where I would have them at the wide receiver position. Really has uh, had an explosive season and, and moved up the rankings quite considerably from where we had them in the preseason. Uh, many of the listeners will know I've always been a big supporter of D.D. Westbrook and obviously with Westbrook's uh, production in the past, I thought this was going to be the year where he truly broke out. Now he's having a solid season, but uh, he is playing second string at the moment, minute to DJ Chark. An interesting player to you know look to move if you have the opportunity to do so. But, but I think somebody who you could be acquiring at his current value. I think people who had him preseason may be looking now to move on when they've had a spike in value. But I still think, based on what we've seen this year, that it's more of a, a trend rather than just a, a flash in the pan. I think we could see Chark, uh, you know, be a top twenty-four wide receiver uh, next season. I think then when you get into the off season, you'll see these players who have had solid seasons. People then will reflect on the numbers, will look over it, and they will continue to climb up those rankings and up those uh, you know trade values as well. So he's somebody I still think with his current production is certainly attainable, and I don't think you have to give up a monstrous uh, amount to get it based on what the owner may have expected in the preseason so certainly somebody i would be throwing some offers in there and uh, doing a bit of fishing before your dynasty trade deadline whether that has passed or others coming up in a few weeks most trade deadlines will be coming up now in the next week or so so i definitely would check in there maybe you have an older player who is more suitable to a win now candidate and then maybe you want to, to look ahead to next year i think he's certainly somebody to uh to get him there and uh, sean and tj chalkins both of him ranked inside the top 24 you know very very solid all round there Somebody who didn't have a, a really efficient game this week. There's actually two tight ends I'm going to highlight here. One of them being Noah Fant. Uh, uh, he he set a career high in uh, targets this past week. Double digit targets for the first time in his career. And it didn't really turn into much of an efficient game at all. Um, you know, we've seen week uh, nine where he had the kind of play where there was a, a break. And he broke away from a couple of tacklers. Really should have been stopped. That led to the best game of his career. This one here leading to, by far, the least efficient game of his career against the Minnesota Vikings, minus 14.2, uh, which is, is pretty hard to do overall, but um, didn't really go that well for him. Um, very young, early career, I always say, kind of going to the, the second or third year in terms of tight end is where you'll start to see them breaking out. Most of them tend to be in that third year, but uh, some of the work Blair done this offseason shows that in that second year, some of these higher end tight end prospects and the, the higher draft capital tend to break out. The other one is somebody who kind of gets thrown in there when you're really stuck to the tight end position and continues to have those spike weeks where it can really help you and that's Cameron Britt, double digit targets for only the second time in his career um, he has had uh, quite a good touchdown upside along with Jameis Winston throughout his career but uh, 17.3 points this past week which is a good return but was uh, less than his 21 uh, expected points um, but still not a dominant week at the tight end position so Cameron Britt having a tight end six week which was uh, very impressive I'm sure if you had him in any lineups you're you're very very happy with that another player who had uh, a career high in targets was Taylor Gabriel of the Bears um, you know he had 21 point five expected points tied for fourth at the position um, you know in terms of 
overall production then uh, he only had 5.7 points so not not all that not not all that uh, efficient but um we'll see if anything can develop the bears uh, passing offense outside of Allen robinson is something that um, is not something i want to be buying into something perhaps more to avoid but no surprises there we'll see what they do at the quarterback position might give a little bit of a spike but let's uh, get behind uh, the free Allen robinson campaign uh, see see how you can do with some quality quarterback play just want to take a moment to tell you better friends over at MyBookie. It doesn't matter if you're an experienced player or a first-time customer. MyBookie welcomes all to come and play, so quit waiting around and sign up today. Do you find yourself wanting to get into the sports betting action but have a lot of questions you're not sure how to place those wagers? Don't sweat it. MyBookie's patient customer service team can walk you through the process. And the best part is, if you join now, you still have time to get involved in our incredible sign-up offer. Just log into MyBookie.ag and make your first deposit with the promo code RODOVIS. MyBookie will match that first deposit halfway up until 50% to jumpstart your bankroll. And that's the top of a risk-free bet. That risk-free bet will be available next week for the Thanksgiving games. More information coming on that on next Tuesday's show. But make sure you get involved in that offer for the 50% sign-up bonus with the code RotoViz. Make sure you do your part to support your team this season. Hop on the gravy train and get involved in the action with my bookie. Once again, that promo code is RotoViz for a 50% bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. I also want to let you know about our friends over at Untucket. The holidays are almost here and you know what that means there is gifts to be bought and i know recently that i got a gift off one of these on shirts and i really appreciated it so i do think it's a smart way to go if you're trying to think of something to buy for some of your friends or the guy in your life make sure that you go and jump on over to Untucket. what better gift than a stylish shirt that fits just right unlike most brands Untucket shirts are actually designed to be worn untucked i'm not a big fan of tucking them in hence why i love untuck it as much as i do they are casual and sharp and you always look good when you're out and about with more than 50 plus fit combinations untuck it shirts look great on tall short slim and athletic guys of all ages again i am one of the taller guys uh, around my area anyway i don't know about around the world but uh, it fits me and i, I find it very hard to get the match in the, the arm length and the back length off them so untuck it fits me perfectly you can find your favorite untuck it style online or check out at one of their 80 bricks and mortar stores choose from wrinkle-free button downs super soft flannels outerwear and more so whether you're shopping for the perfect holiday gift or just trying to look smart, relaxed and stylish on your own, Untucket is the way to go. Right now, you can visit Untucket.com and use the code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. Once again, Untucket.com, promo code is BLUE for 20% off. So looking now a little bit at some of Sean's work up on the site over the last week, uh, we do have Calvin Ridley uh, being one of the main talking points here. It is Calvin Ridley finally makes his move and headlines the wide receiver fantasy over expectations leaderboard. In this particular leaderboard this week, we do have Stefan Diggs, Calvin Ridley, John Brown, Marvin Jones and Randall Cobb. Uh, three of those guys heavily featured in my lineups this week in Diggs. Brown and Ridley uh, enjoyed having those guys in the lineups. It's, it's nice when it comes together like that at the wide receiver position. Diggs leading the way and the, the Vikings weren't really looking like there was a huge amount going to happen in that first half and uh, they really stormed back to life in the second half with 121 yards for him and a touchdown uh, and he basically uh, did it in a very efficient manner. Five targets, five catches, 121 and the touchdown. Before that second half, he had 10 quarters where he had only 10 total targets and scored 10.5 
fantasy points. So we've had a couple of big boom weeks from Diggs. We had then a little bit of a drop there for two and a half games, and then we had a, a nice spike here. So hopefully more of this to come moving into the fantasy championship rounds. As I mentioned, there are a couple of spike weeks now, averaging 15.2 fantasy points per game, uh, even though he's only managed 7.4 over the first three games and then had that cold spell that I mentioned. So that that's a little bit of a, you know, a worry but let's see how it goes now moving forward and um, the rest off the way and obviously Adam Thielen will be coming back soon and um, we'll see how that shakes it up but um, Diggs overall one of, one of my favorite players to watch but um, you know a lot of his production is coming on deep targets more than 15 yards downfield another a huge amount of it coming uh, in that 5 to 14 range so it's uh, something to be concerned about but uh, let's watch and see what happens now over the coming weeks the other one i was happy to see have a, a big game here and i know sean was happy it was calvin ridley uh coming back there from an injury obviously Mohamed sanu has gone to the patriots uh, russell gage is siphoning quite a few targets away he's had 18 targets in three games since that trade um part of that i think is also to do with the fact that austin hooper has been out um injured um, and obviously that has led to a situation where there's more of those kind of short to intermediate uh, targets that Hooper would have been getting, the most targeted tight ends in the league um, before that. But I would have been expecting a little bit more of a target uptake um, per game based on what we had seen previously between Ridley and Sunu. But I guess we have to look on the positive, uh, Ridley catching all eight targets. A bit like Diggs, 100% catch rate um, against the Panthers and then uh, turned that into a second 100-yard game off the season grabbing that touchdown as well um, really did help a recent trade i read about on the site recently was from uh, pat corain uh, who sent dk metcalf and christian kirk and then received Cortland sutton and calvin ridley from the other side and these are four players that i really like but i have to say over the last couple of weeks i've been hugely impressed by Cortland sutton making some phenomenal uh, catches just looks like the real deal at the wide receiver position everything you would kind of expect from a wide receiver one um, you know an outside wide receiver and even throwing a pass this past week as well so uh, Cortland Sutton's really impressed me big fan of Calvin Ridley uh, any listener to the show will know that I'm a huge fan of Christian Kirk but I just think it's very fair trade uh, four players I really like but I would be giving the edge to Pat in terms of uh, Cortland Sutton and Calvin Ridley but uh, really nice to see uh, Ridley have the big week this past week but obviously we've seen Kirk with the monster week last week and, and Metcalf has been producing all season long for the Seahawks um, so interesting trade there just I thought I would mention with uh, Pat Corain and um, it's a, a really strong one for both teams pretty fair but um, interesting to see then in you know two to three years how things like that shake out and who uh, is leading the way can all four of them become uh, very very relevant fantasy at the top end moving forward Marvin Jones as well another good week obviously still missing out on his main quarterback there and having Matthew Stafford who's having a really superb season uh, out with the back injury uh, let's see what what happens and can they get him back into the the lineup soon but Marvin Jones uh, has had he's kind of a player who has some of those spike weeks then has uh, some uh, more slender weeks as well but um, has, has seems to have more of those spikes than the down weeks when we look through it he's kind of averaging kind of top 24 to top 30 across the board in terms of uh, all all his metrics he is tied uh, for first in touchdowns on the season tied with dj chark we talked about a little bit earlier in the show the other player i mentioned that had quite a few shares off this past weekend that was john brown brown obviously broke out as a second year uh 
player back in 2015 we all kind of thought that he was here to stay unfortunately injuries derailed that and then obviously the situation um with Carson Palmer leaving the Cardinals with the coaching change with so much went on then he ended up with the Ravens it was there for a season now he is with the Buffalo Bills but he's he's really had uh, kind of a, a renaissance here one of his uh, I, I think he's going to finish with career numbers across the board pretty much um at 14 targets nine receptions 137 yards two touchdowns this past week and now he's up to wide receiver 13 on the season um he has been very very consistent this season he's had at least uh, four receptions 50 yards in all of his games this season so very very consistent interesting to note that he's pretty much done nothing within five yards of the line of scrimmage uh, a lot of his work coming kind of between five to 15 yards and then there is there is deep targets there as well but a very very even spread between the the deep balls and 15 yards plus and the five to 14 yard passes and that's one of the key differences i think in terms of what we're seeing from him uh, you know can, previously we would have thought of him as just purely a deep ball threat he has shown this year that he can be a possession receiver so combining the two of those together has really helped him uh, this season i think he's becoming a very reliable threat for the quarterback up there and uh, josh allen and we'll see what happens if allen continues to develop he's had one of the better kind of three game stretches of his career so far so I think having John Brown there has been a tremendous help to him and a player who I always enjoy. A trade I did uh, this week, um, I did talk to Sean about it, but obviously, as I mentioned earlier in the start of the show, the audio did fall through, unfortunately, on us. But it was, uh, I've given up Tyler Lockett, who I'm a big fan of, but I have him in a lot of leagues. Give up Tyler Lockett, got John Brown, got Jamal Williams of the Packers, needed a little bit of tight, or running back depth there to try and see how he could move. And then a 2020 first round pick. It's a super flex format. Very important to have those first round picks to, to try and get that quarterback talent. And, uh, you know, if, if you don't get a quarterback, you'll see some of that talent that would be in those top two, three picks uh, fall a little bit. And you might you might be able to get the running back or wide receiver later. So it's an interesting strategy, but I uh, just felt that uh, with the portfolio that I have between Lockett and with Brown, a lot of those and a lot of rosters, but I just thought this one made sense. Some interesting things to note about them as well, both very, very similar. And, you know, but people think Lockett's quite a bit younger. There's about 18 months between them in terms of, so there's not a huge uh, difference between the two. Pretty much uh, nearly neck and neck and, uh, you know, height and weight. Uh, very, very even across the board in terms of career receiving yards. Uh, total touchdowns. John Brown just with one more total touchdown. Big difference is that uh, there's one year between them in terms of when they were drafted. 2014 versus 2015. Uh, Lockett come the year later. But not as much between them as you would think. So that that's why I thought it was just worth the, the shot there. Um, obviously, you have a situation with DK Metcalf now. Um, with the Seahawks, who haven't been the most pass-heavy offense, and they have Josh Gordon in there as well. So Russell Wilson and Lockett have been highly efficient, but I think we'll see a situation you know could could become a little bit less efficient moving forward. But w- worth a shot. I'd be interested on Twitter to see um, your thoughts on that trade. I think it's a pretty fair one. Some people probably have it uh, going one way, and some people probably have it going the other way. Pretty pretty balanced though, across the board, I think. In general, one difficult part for Brian moving forward really does tighten up in terms of his schedule. Um, if he can continue to do what he has done uh, so far over the last couple of weeks if he can do that moving forward here it'll be a huge boost to him they've got denver dallas uh, baltimore pittsburgh and new england coming up over the next couple of weeks so if you look at the road of his uh, you know schedule um, for adjusted matchups not looking all that great for the bills here in the next couple of weeks they've had one of the easier schedules up to this point let's see how john brown does in terms of his efficiency but another very efficient week has had uh, more efficient weeks this season just three and negative efficiency over the season but 
two of those coming in the last four weeks. So let's see if he if he goes negative again next week or if it stays on the, the positive for John Brown. Randall Cobb, another good week for him. Back-to-back weeks, uh, and I think he's must-add now in terms of your season-long leagues. You know, starting to get a little bit of consistency there. Amari Cooper had, had a little bit of a quieter game after his monster game the previous week. Uh, Gallup and Cobb, then good, good threats as well on the the other two wide receiver positions there so Cobb somebody to, to keep an eye on uh, 7.92 average yards per attempt when targeted um, is, is one of the downsides in terms of distance downfield where he's going to get targeted but uh, more value for Cobb this season than we were probably expecting looking here in the, the fourth quarter looking through some of the running back uh, kind of backfields as it's split up over the the last uh, week and how things are shaking out um it's always an interesting thing to see who could be getting uh, you know a little bit more into the, the workload and ready to ready to really erupt one of the players this week that i was heavily involved in in, in both dfs and also in season long leagues was uh, marlon mack um, and uh, things were looking tremendous against the Jaguars, and obviously, um, then obviously went down with the, the broken hand is is out for the rest of the season. Uh, Jonathan Williams came in and had a big step up there, and uh, one of my preseason favourites, Naheem Hines, also uh, rushed for a touchdown uh, in this one. So that was one that could have been a, a monster, monster day for Marlon Mack. Turned out to be a disastrous day for him with the, the broken hand, uh, although he did hit over 100 yards before that happened. Uh, you mentioned the Kansas City Chiefs as well, um, and how that backfield uh, kind of shook out after the the injury to Damian Williams but one that I thought was um, a little you know disappointing uh, Marlon Mack uh, got off to the races looking very good this past week against the Jacksonville Jaguars unfortunately broke his hand he had 14 rush attempts and that game was over 100 yards and had a touchdown and unfortunately they missed uh, the majority of that second half and um, you know Marlon Mack is somebody who is quite invested in this offseason uh, I thought he was going to have quite a quite a strong year. Kind of invested him very early on prior to a little bit of a spike in value. Didn't uh, get too many shares of him then kind of after uh, the August period when his uh, ADP had increased. But uh, the concern here would have been for Naheem Hines. He did have a rushing touchdown. Only had three rush attempts in the game. Was out uh, rushed in terms of um, attempts by Jonathan Williams who had 13 in this one after Marlon Mack went down uh, Hines did win the target share though 4-2-1 uh, but I would have been expecting you know if Mack had an injury that Hines would have been used more but they haven't really trusted him this year uh, between the tackles in terms of a rusher we'll see what happens going forward if you can pick the right back there and um, for that split you could be on to a real you know, advantage in terms of getting somebody who wasn't going to be expected to have a huge impact and now has a huge impact down the stretch hopefully for me with those Naheem Hines here it will be Heinz, but it's, it's difficult to be confident in the Russian production but should get uh, the vast vast majority of those targets in the receiving game another unusual one but I think it was more down to game script was the situation with the Texans in terms of the split between uh, Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson part of that is probably game script as well the you know the there wasn't a huge amount that happened uh, correct for the texans this week if you look at you know the the russian totals there was uh, 17 rushes in that game in total for the running backs uh nine nine in terms of hide uh, and then johnson with just the six johnson with two targets so that game like if you look at the game script in that you would have thought that duke johnson uh, or 
uh, hide, but usually Johnson leading the way in targets uh, would have had a lot more work in the passing game. It just it didn't happen. Nothing really happened for the Texans. It was a pretty much a, a disaster all around. The interesting one there is going to be to see how, you know, if we'd have talked in the, the preseason about, you know, Marlon Mack goes down at some point in the season, who's a, a prime candidate then to, to slot in at the, the running back position have a big kind of season one and edge, and that would have been Naheem Hines, but they really haven't used him in the rushing game at all, and very concerning to see the split in terms of rush attempts after Mack went down between him and Williams. Um, so that is a huge concern for a team that likes to run the ball. If Hines could even get up to you know eight to ten rushes a game and then four to five targets you'd be looking quite strong but the concern is they just really haven't used him in the rushing game at all uh LaShawn McCoy is on quite a few of my rosters as I mentioned kind of he was a uh, somebody I was putting on rosters late in kind of the draft process because he was with the Bills and there was a possibility he would get cut but just hasn't had any consistency at all in this offense having issues like you mentioned with the fumbles um one that I was interested to see how it's continued to shake out is that split between uh Eckler and Garden for the the Chargers unfortunately the Chargers having another one of those kind of seasons where just continuously seems like the same losing matchup week in week out but uh this week again Eckler with 12 uh, targets um so through the passing game he's having uh, monster efficiency and, and putting good points only five rush attempts but really really solid uh and and the and the passing game a couple other ones that interested me is like you know we talked quite a bit about Sonny michelle in the off season and you know his owners have to be hugely concerned uh, that he, he did receive four targets in this game which is a positive thing but i think a lot of those were just really trying to get rid of the ball uh 10 rushing attempts for him in this game in a game where they can uh with a close game you would have thought there'd been more work there for him James White with five rushes Rex Burkhead with five rushes so Sonny Michelle really not having much chance out of the touchdowns to, to put up points um, over kind of the season in general but concerning there for him we've seen a couple of running backs as well really cement themselves as the lead running backs like Josh Jacobs and Oakland you know taking pretty much you know 80 85 to 90 percent of the work there and then we've seen back, backfields where they've just become so murky like in, in Pittsburgh with how the shares are breaking down so it's becoming very clear in some offenses and becoming more and more unclear in other offenses but I think uh, that dynamic in, in Indianapolis is something to definitely watch. The other one, and somebody who we talked about a lot last season, Sean, was one of your big hits last year was Philip Lindsay. He is leading the way for that Broncos team uh, this season, like over the last couple of weeks in particular, in terms of getting the Russian work doubled. Royce Freeman's uh, workload this past week uh, in terms of receptions and, or in terms of targets and rush attempts, uh, 16 for him and then 8 for Freeman. So um, you know, there's a, there's a bit of a split there, but quite quite murky in a lot of other backfields. It's turning out to be another season where the backfields, you know, the, the studs are doing their thing in, in many games, but uh, around that, there's a lot of murky and, and changing situations. The one that I thought, though, Sean, was most interesting for me last week, uh, I was hoping for quite a big week for Devin Singletary. He's had some games where he's looked very positive, but they continue to roll Frank Gore out there, rushing the ball, 11 rush attempts for him to Singletary's uh 15 but the most frustrating part was one target for Singletary and two targets for Frank Gore so hopefully the Bills will decide to go Singletary over Gore a little bit more but uh, it is disappointing when you see um, a younger player um, who has that explosive potential but they're being um, you know they're not getting the just based on the veteran being there but let's see what happens with the the Bills going forward but uh, let's see some more Devin Singletary in the mix there please 
And with that, that's going to do it for today's edition of the show. I do appreciate you sticking through here if you have stayed through to the end. Uh, we'll be back to normal next week. Unfortunately, just some technical issues uh, didn't allow for that audio to be used. And um, uh, we've tried to make the best of the situation, get a show out to you. So I do appreciate you listening in. Um, and that's going to do it for today's edition. As I mentioned at the start, brought to you by Untucket and My Bookie. Be sure to check those uh, out. Thank you to them for supporting the show. My name's Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. My co-host, as always, is Sean Siegel, who you can find all his great work up on the road of his site and, of course, all the other fantastic contributors and writers that have the action up there each and every week. Of course, make sure you're tuned in to all the other podcasts on the road of his network. And until we're back with another show next week, have a good one. Thank you for listening to Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on your favourite podcast app. Contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at, at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz at a 10% discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.